Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Not bad at all. We'll complain for a Monday. So, yeah, good good FA Cup draw for the Millers away at QPR. So that should be out in the third round. So, yeah, I'll have it. I know it was a long shot, but I was really hoping for an away trip to, to Rotherham. I was really hoping oh, yeah. for that. You never know. Maybe we might go through. We might both go through and get to the fourth round and, and draw each other then. But yeah. it's a long shot. It's a long shot. Who knows? Yeah. Rede- relegation for us this season, promotion for you guys. And I'll definitely yeah. be coming home and away next season. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we, can play next year. we can play next year. That'll be all right. Well, tonight, guys, we'll start off with the game week review. Then we've got our very popular nowadays shit list. I've heard a lot of good stuff from people about it, saying that everyone loves a moan, which is pretty much why we've got it in there. We've yeah. got our, our hit list just to bring up things. You know, you don't want to be a negative podcast. Then we've got our North versus South mini league updates. We've got our North versus South score prediction results. And we have got our scouted team this week. I'll be uh, taking control of that one. And then finally, we'll have our game week preview. And no quiz this week. I think State's building up for a quiz uh, in, in the next yeah. couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, he's going to embarrass me at some point. So you can um, <laughs> all look forward to that. That's coming yeah. soon. Yeah, I've, I've got it. It's, 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 in, it's in production as we speak, in production. Well, yeah. w- would it have been harsher had I not done last week's quiz? Because I could tell you enjoyed that one. Yeah, it probably would have been a bit harsher because <laughs> I'm still feeling... <laughs> A little bit bitter about the previous quiz which you did for me, which um let's be honest was a, a complete shafting. So yeah. I I'm had to in, go, yeah. I had to go I'm to those heights. Yeah. But again, I like thought, I said yeah. like I said to you last week, mate, this is a compliment, you know, that I had to find some really difficult questions or or, or put it in a certain way so it'd be extremely hard for anyone to pass that because you've done so well in the previous quizzes. That that's just a big compliment to you though, mate. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying that rubbish. Not buying it at all. We <laughs> <laughs> blowed smoke up the wrong chimney, sunshine. <laughs> <Tell you. laughs> well, well, let's uh, let's crack on game week review. State, please do the honors. Shit week, mate. Shit week, and it's yeah, it's not good. It's not a good review for 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 me this week. I've um. Had a stinker of I'm I'm currently on 32 points at the moment. Um, I've got, Demario Gray is currently playing at Everton, so he needs to do quite a lot if I'm to have even the slightest of chances of getting close to your total. But it's very very unlikely. I mean, he needs to score a second half hat trick at least, and even then, I'm probably still going to be coming up short. So, yeah, um, I'll go quickly through it. Cassius Michael in net, as always. No clean sheet for Leicester, just the one point. He's actually got an injury now, so he might not play the next game, which which will probably mean a clean sheet at home to Newcastle. You know, that was, <laughs> that was, so, yeah, that was just be sod's law. Defence, well, Man City didn't keep a clean sheet against Watford somehow. Mr Dennis, was it was it Dennis? Yeah, Dennis called No, it's, it's uh, Cucho Hernandez. Oh, Cucho, yeah. Cucho came off the bench and scored, didn't he? So yeah. not a couple of times, hasn't he? But, but yeah, so it meant that there was no no clean sheet bonuses for the two City defenders. Diaz, two points. Cancelo, two points. Neither got any assists, no cheeky goals. So, yeah, overall disappointing, really, there. Trent 
nine points for Trent Alexander-Arnold. He got a clean sheet and he got three bonus points. You know, can't ask for any, anything more from, from Trent. You know, good, good steady nine points for him. And then on to the midfield where it really gets sad. Well, the rest of the team just is embarrassing, barring one player as always. So Demario Gray currently on one point and still playing. James Madison got one point for Leicester. He played 90 minutes, but he conceded two goals. He got a yellow card as well, so he didn't get any, any of the action after a couple of good weeks. Then we've got Mr. Corne, Cornetto, one point. Just one Cornetto for, for, for him at Burnley. He only played 30 minutes, um, to be fair, against Newcastle, so and he's now carrying a knock, so, yeah, not a good week from him. And then Captain Mo, Captain Big Mo, again, he got, he got an assist. And a clean sheet point, so he got six points. Meant he got twelve for my team, so you know can't really argue with it. He's you know got me over double points, which is a bare minimum really when it comes to picking your captain. You need to make sure that they're in double figures for you overall. So could have done better with getting Trent as captain, but I went for Salah up front. Cristiano Ronaldo two points, poor, and Mister Raul Jimenez one point and from Wolves poor. I did play Samara, I put Samari in my team, Bubakari Samari at Leicester, but um, he didn't play, so I will get two points coming in from Huang at Wolves for, for him, which will increase my points total to 34. And then, yeah, Demari Gray could get it up to maybe just slightly above the average if he does, if he gets like a goal or an assist. But as things stand, I think Arsenal are sort of taking, uh, taking advantage in the second, early second half, sort of. Planes. Um, so other than that, on the bench, Connor Cody two points, Mason Holgate one point, my um, subkeeper Norris, um, Will Will Norris, who is a I think Burnley's fifth ranked goalkeeper probably or something, nil points from him. So yeah, bad week, mate. Thirty two points so far, and you know it's only going to increase by a couple. So not a good week for me. Um, but you can't always have a good week, guys. It's not. It's not how it works. You, you know, you, you gotta take the rough and the smooth in this game. It's a it's a it's a results driven business. It really is, mate. And and it was like a perfect shitstorm for you, really, wasn't it? I mean, I don't want to get in your face about it, because let's be honest, I'm arsed behind you in, in both leagues. But the fact is that when you look at your team right now and that, that you see the how they've all kind of fared, you just look at it and go, Oh, that's such a that's not a great team. But actually, when you think of what could have been the case. I mean, uh, yeah. there's so many other things that could, could could have happened, and you know, I mean, Maxwell Cornet, who's like probably one of the the revelations of the season this year. You know, him yeah. going down injured early on—that's that's a bit of a kick in the nuts. And then you've got that's like yeah. Madison, who's been brilliant, getting books in the last minute, but also you know, just not happening for Leicester this week for you know for whatever reason. Maybe it's the Gerrard effect, but. The, the, the shocker was that, to be fair, you're right, the Man City two defenders, Watford never, ever score against Man City. So that was a real shock. And that's yeah. a lot of points gone there. Mm-hmm. So well, That's it. Yeah, you get, you get another eight points from a clean sheet, really, from them two. Maybe even and bonus maybe, points. Maybe, of, yeah, maybe yeah. bonus points. You know, so... You know, little things like that would have just been, yeah, been the icing on the cake. But, you know, it's it's one of those things you live and learn, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I've, you know, you'll, you'll find out later in the, the game week review. But I, I, may, I may, have, may, have, may have made a, a bit of a, a, 
a drastic move. So, well, yeah. Have we got a rage transfer tonight? <laughs> we, 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 we may have more than just one rage transfer. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, you see, well, you yeah. see, guys, what we want you to know here, right, while well, listening to this podcast, is the fact that we are only human, right? Like, we, we play the game, we enjoy the game, but we make the same mistakes everyone makes. And we've told you not to make rage transfers and big man's dust has just done one already. To, to fair, in, in my defence, we're on game week sixteen, and I, I'm pretty sure this is my first game week, my first rage transfer of the season, and I'm Fair quite. Point. That's not yeah. bad. I'm, I've normally done about ten by now. <laughs> so, and, and yeah. To be fair, it's because, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but let's be honest you've had a great season so far so you've had you haven't yeah. had a huge huge amount of reasons to get too angry with your team That's so it. Yeah. i'm not i'm not surprised but fair play this is quite a moment for me because it's been a while since i've won a game week and it looks like it's going to happen so i'm going to really milk this no i'm joking at the moment i'm on i'm on 47 but i've got antonio and it looks like gallagher potentially coming off yeah it looks like they're both coming off the bench so i'm technically on 54 i've got ramsdale in goal Currently on a clean sheet, long way to go still with the Everton game. So he's just got the one point at the moment. Rudiger, just the one point. James, a bit disappointing that, you know, he he, he did play, but got considered, you know, three goals, obviously lost a point there and got booked as well. I think he was a bit, I think he was he was giving Lanzini a little bit, wasn't he? And, um, yeah. and right, yeah. rightfully, Lanzini gave him some back after he scored the penalty, which is oh, hard yeah. to see that. The two Brighton defenders didn't pay off for me. Cucurella and Lamptey both with the, the two points each. And yeah, Sergio Reggion, or as I like to call him, Reggion Nun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that would go down uh, well on Twitter and I got nothing from it, but that's nah, well. sometimes how it goes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, he, yeah he, he didn't get any points. He came off after, tw- he got books and then came off after 21 minutes. I was, just on my way to the shops and stuff, saw that he'd got booked after 20 minutes and I thought, well, there's a long way to go. I'm sure he'll play Norwich at home. I'm sure something will happen. He'll get a clean sheet and and he'll maybe get an assist or a goal like he's been doing. And then he gets taken off like seconds later and I was thinking, was that because they were preventing him from getting a second <laughs> yellow or uh, I think it turned out that he's, he's got some injury. Yeah. yeah picked up a, just I think some sort of muscle injury. So he didn't, he didn't, look, he didn't look majorly serious, but obviously I think... Um, you know, they'll play Norwich and probably just thought we, there's no put this in the game to sort of have him playing, continue playing through if you if you don't need to. No, exactly. And and then, so, like I said, uh, because Smith-Rowe's not in the Arsenal squad, he's not playing. So, Conor Gallagher comes in with two points. And then my two stars of the week, Mason Mount, absolutely brilliant week. I, I, he, I've been playing kind of... Uh, it's been a bit of a frustrating time with Mason Mount this season for me because I brought him in at the beginning of the season, didn't play, took him out, scores a hat trick, I bring him back and he does nothing. And then, like, literally, he's just started to hit form the last couple of game weeks. I was patient with him. I was really tempted to bring in Lukaku a couple of weeks ago, but I thought, no, I'll stick with Mount. And, you know, I've obviously I've got three Chelsea players, so I couldn't keep Mount on. Could have got rid of my defenders, but at the moment, oh, at that time, I didn't think you'd want to get rid of a Chelsea defender when they were keeping clean sheet after clean sheet. So, yeah, he got he got a goal, we got an assist, and he got three bonus points, even though West Ham did uh, get the better of them. Did you see the Masuaku goal? Yes, the winning yeah. goal. 
I had to say, I, I, the first time I saw it, I didn't really see the deflection. So I thought it was such a weird goal, but it did look like it deflected off someone's yeah, boot, which is why it kind of went in the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just one of those ones where, you, I mean, as a keeper, he's, he couldn't really do much about it, to be fair, because, you know, you, you can tell the guy's looking across it and he's in a perfect position to what maybe Garton claimed the cross or he's, you know, ready to see if something comes in from the, from the cross, but... Yeah, as soon as he takes that little nick, it just made it just changed everything, didn't it? So it's yeah. um yeah, you can't couldn't really do much about it, unfortunately. And I think um, you know, it's um yeah, still who you know, I don't I don't think many would have seen West Ham doing that, but that's another three two winner at home, isn't it? Against um, yeah. one of the top sides, they beat Liverpool three two at home the other week, and now now they're beating beating Chelsea. So it's um yeah, good. You know, Man United have got a claim to fame because they went and won at West Ham, you know. Bloody hell, eh? You know, there you go, Man U fans. You, you're the best team in the league because you can beat West Ham away. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's the best thing about West Ham is it's not just like they're flat-track bullies they are just beating all the teams at the bottom there. They are mm. putting in some really fine performances against some of the teams at the top and it's it's making it very interesting because you can't really... You know, um, you can't really predict them at the moment. And like the moment that you think, oh, they've started to go off form, they pull out a result like they did the other day and they're still up the top, you know, pushing for the Champions League places. Good luck to them. But That's yeah, so yeah, the obviously the the star of my show mountain was great, but Sun was 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 better just because he was my captain. So he got and a goal and assist, and he got a clean sheet bonus, just one and two bonus points. So in the end, got me 26 points with the captaincy. So I'm really happy with that. Uh, then I had Tony, who was has come down with COVID. So he he missed out in the game against Leeds. So in comes Mikel Antonio. Got a bit lucky there because obviously you watch, you see, you see West Ham versus Chelsea. Chelsea have been unbelievable. But the last two games, they've looked a bit fragile. And yeah. I didn't. I thought the Watford game might have been a bit of a one-off, and that they will be back to themselves against West Ham, but they weren't. And then I see that Antonio's got an assist, and I thought, well, it's always nice to have a player as your first sub coming in with some points. That if something happened to one of your starting lineup, then you know you've got points coming in, and you won't be too annoyed that someone hasn't started. So that's happened yeah. to me here, and he's come in with five points. And then Harry Kane, Harry Kane. Yeah, it's to be fair, he had chances. Um, but you know, if you're not scoring against Norwich at home, it's, it's pretty grim, it really is. And we'll, we'll... the team scores three as well. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. He did have he did that, he had one chance really well saved by Krull, and then he had another one where he just tried to lob the keeper and was quite far off. But we'll come to Harry Kane. <laughs> and so, good week for me, Foster's. Obviously, my backup sub is he's injured for a while, and like I said to, like I've stressed on this podcast many times before, making goalkeeper subs is not something that for me is high on the agenda, but making sub goalie transfers is is even lower on the priority list. So he's probably going to stay there unless something happens to Ramsdale, and then Sissoko, another two pointer again. That's what Big Mo's there for, you know. We've got one. We've got one big mo on my in my team who gets two points every week, and you've got a little mo on your team who seems to avoid two points every week because he just seems to even yeah. <laughs> last minute against Wolves seems to get some points. What a season Salah's having! Let's yeah. just say that. What a just, season! 
just killing it, and just absolutely killing it all. And you know, you, you just can't, you just can't argue with much. He's got, he's already got double goals and assists already this season. So thirteen goals and ten assists already this season. I mean, I think his high, his, his highest amount of assists in a single season in the Premier League is twelve, and he's already got ten assists this season. Um, it's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable form. He's definitely got a good uh, chance of maybe matching that thirty-two goals that he scored, and you know, back in you know his first full season back in the Premier League about four years ago, he got thirty-two. Then he's already on thirteen now. We're not even halfway through the season, so it's definitely something for him to target. That's for sure. I think he could be could be onto a winner. And you know, he's Liverpool kept nine clean sheets this season, so he's getting a cheeky. One point clean sheet bonus for being classed as a midfielder. You know, so it's um, even that, even that just sort of goes goes nicely for him, doesn't it? One of your gripes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really do not like the fact that he's that class as a midfielder. I really don't agree with that. So, but I, you know, I won't complain too. Much. I, I just 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 change the subject to uh, to Liverpool's delightful neighbours. It's just good to see that Richarlison's had two goals disallowed tonight. For offside, yeah. He's on he's on he's on for a hat trick of disallowed goals. So let's hope yeah. he gets it. Last minute winner yeah. and he gets disallowed. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd, that'd be that would be funny to be fair. And I mean when things aren't going your way, Everton, they're not going your way, are they to be fair? <laughs> they, they, yeah, they 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 had Jerry Mina come back and he's gone off already injured. I think that he as much as Calvert Lewin gets a lot of uh, people talking about him saying that he He's a big miss, and it's, I think Yeri Mean is just as big a miss, really, because he just—he's by far their best defender, and they are really struggling for clean sheets and just to be solid. And that's where Benitez works his magic. I'll be interested to see where they are in January. And Benitez—I mean, it's not really his fault because of the injuries they had, but you know, now really, I know Calvert Lewin's still out and Mina's struggling, but the Corey's back, Richarlison's back. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not as much of a crisis as someone like Leeds or something, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see because you, you're looking, you know, you're looking for like teams who's going to, you know, pull themselves and who's just going to get a bit of a run of form, you know, together or something. And, you know, at the moment, you know, Everton's just, they're in dire need of, of something or Everton at the moment. I mean, God, they they won the first three games of the season, I think, didn't they? Did Everton or something? So that's yeah, you know, which then probably just makes for a bit of a worrying look, really, if you think about it. Because well, guess what? Um, then they've um, you know, they've barely won a game since then, to be honest with you. So it's um, yeah, it's not it's not great times for them at the moment. You know, Leeds. I mean, they picked up a couple of. Um, you know, picked up the win midweek, didn't they? You know, they're, they're picking up the sing, the single points here and there, which is you know helping them. Because I mean, again, you know, they've, they've drawn seven games this season. Leeds, I mean, Leeds, Leeds, Palace, Southampton, Brighton, they're they're, they're the draw specialists, aren't they? Fair between them, you know, the the draw more games than they've won or lost. So it's um, you know, it's like you said, it's the run and. You know, Newcastle got a big win at the weekend. That was huge. Did, yeah, I mean, if they'd have lost that, you, you know, you look at Newcastle's next few games. That they've got, they've got tough, tough games. They've got Leicester away. They've got, they've then got, um, I think, Liverpool away as well. Man City at home. You know, the next three games for Newcastle. I think Man United as well. I think they've got the next four games. They've got tough. They've got tough opposition. So it's um. 
yeah, they, def they definitely needed that three points because the, you're struggling to find where the next three points is going to come from at the moment. You can you can definitely tell they've got that new manager bounce at the moment. You can tell <laughs> that the atmosphere is really is really good there at the moment, and they yeah. they're really trying to get behind Eddie Howe. Uh, I, yeah. I have to say that if someone was right now to say to me, "You've got to you know put your house on who's going to get relegated this season." <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't really have any idea because even Norwich, who were, were everyone in their minds was saying they're definitely going down, they haven't got a chance. Well, they're only three points off 17th and yeah. if mm. Dean Smith gets them going, who knows? They, they might be fine as well. So yeah, And, and you can never write off Burnley, ever. Uh, you, yeah. you write them off at your peril, really. They've been there so many times and, you know, man, and, and, you know they get a run of games, they, they pick up three or four wins in like five, six games and all of a sudden then the you know the the, the mid table aren't they all of a sudden and it's um the, the world's a, a wonderful place again in Burnley. So yeah it's I think it's it's look it's turning into an exciting season even down at the bottom end. I know last week I was raving about the you know the Premier League and the the top three which has been great already you know the changing of the guard Man City have gone top now you know Chelsea have dropped to third after losing at West Ham but then you know you look at the you look at the bottom side of things and yeah all, like I said a few, few weeks ago everyone was saying well Norwich and Newcastle are doom and gloom but now like I said there's only three points you know all three teams in the relegation zone are just one winner away from getting out of the relegation zone potentially or you know being level on points with people outside the relegation zone so it's yeah, it could, could be nice and exciting. That's what we like. That's what we like in football. We want excitement. We want to. We want. We don't want things already decided by end of January. We want it. You know, we want things to be decided last game of the season. We want that last game of the season heartbreak for some teams. You know, and or you know, joy for other teams. That's what we want. That's what we're here for. Definitely. Definitely. I think. I think we missed the season last season as well. It felt like. You know, the relegation was pretty much done and dusted for two of the three for most of the season. And, mm. the you know, Man City were pretty much comfortable champions as well. So yeah, they were, yeah. It, yeah. it did feel like that last that last season was a bit meh kind of thing overall. So, yeah. In fact, actually, no, thinking about it, uh, it, yeah, it was actually all three teams were relegated pretty early on, wasn't it? It was yeah, Sheff yeah. Sheff Sheff United, United, Fulham and West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were all. But yeah, it was. It was the last day of the season was a bit of a non-event. I think it was only the top four spots. Then obviously the the, the last year the Champions League spot that were up for grabs. I think wasn't it or mm. something? So that was all about it. But um, but yeah, no, nah, I mean it was. Yeah, like I said, it was a shit season. And let's be honest, that pulls us up nicely because we're having a good season now. But a shit season last year. And talking of shit. <laughs> shit list, <laughs> yeah, you know, shit list as well. Now I've got a good, I've got a shit list this week, as you'd imagine. But I reckon you might have a shit list as well, Heath. Um, there'll be a few still on yours, and I'm pretty sure about that. I mean, just for those who don't know the shit list, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, we, we have a we have a list, and people are not on it. You know, they're doing some shit housery, maybe, or you know, someone in your team. You know, maybe maybe your, your co-host, maybe he's on your shit list. Who knows? There's there's lots of op options here. I mean, he put Kieran Clark on his shit list last week for his stupid red card against Norwich for Newcastle in a game which you know if they've got three points from that home game as well, they, you know they're nearly out of relegation zone all of a sudden. 
So, Good old Kieran Clark. <laughs> yeah, did a, did a job, didn't it? Did a job. So, but um, but yeah. So um, we can have up to five people on a shit list. Heath, start us off some. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm obviously, as you can probably tell, I'm in kind of gloaty mode. So I'm not going to have a big shit list here because, let's be honest, this this podcast only goes on for a certain amount of time, and I'm sure states shit list is going to go on for a long time. So I'll I'll keep mine brief. Harry Kane, that's it. <laughs> That is all. Harry Kane, that is all. You, you, guys, like, every single week, <laughs> Godfather free. <laughs> they keep bringing me back in. <laughs> Have you seen his run? Have you seen the amount of points he scored this season, right? Now, I, if you are listening to this podcast right now, go on the Fantasy Football uh, website, find Harry Kane's fixtures and his results this season. And I have had him, right, since the third game week against Watford. Had to have him for that. And he got two points. I get one point, actually, not even the two points. Then he's consistently got two points until game week eight, where (laughs) Saint told me out of fine, I'm I'm doing you a favour, mate. I'm going <laughs> to, you've got to transfer Harry Kane. Okay, fair enough. What's he do? Go and assist against Newcastle. He draws me back in because I haven't got him. I have to have him because he's expensive. He's southern. And, he's he, you know, and what's happened? Regular twos. West Ham, Man United, a, a poor Man United. Everton, Leeds, Brentford, Norwich. This is the run of fixtures. He's meant to get all the points before he goes he's, to Man City. He's turning into Musa Sizoko. I tell you what, Big Mo, at least he's got some... No, to be fair, I, I, one thing I will say, like if it, there are a lot of people out there saying that Kane doesn't care, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure he does care. I, he did have his chances, like I said earlier, and it, it just isn't falling for him. I can just imagine, though, that realistically, everyone's probably been in, in, in situations that he's in right now where they want something, they can't get it, and... You know, they don't have the drive, the determination, the motivation, et cetera, et cetera. But he does still look like he's, you know, trying something. And it's just not paying off. His XG is meant to be pretty decent when you compare it to someone like Son. It just, this chances, his goals aren't coming. But I'm sorry, Harry, but you, you, you cost too much. And I'm happy if Ivan Tony or Mikel Antonio scoring no points because I haven't paid that much for him. I've paid 12 million for you and you, you're getting me consistent two points. It's like we've got a vendetta against each other or something here. <laughs> Maybe you know that you're going to be on in State's team come January. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think he can afford you. <laughs> um, but that, that could be the drama that comes into, into play with this podcast come January. Um, big, big, big Rom in, Kane out. Big Rom, well, game, but Big Rom hasn't looked that sharp, has he, since he's been back? So, uh, no, he's, yeah. he's not started him yet, has he? Played twenty, he played what about ten minutes against United, yeah, a bit more against Watford. Came on at half time, didn't he, against West Ham? I think that they're, they're worrying signs for me. That's that's someone who isn't fit fit. You know, that's someone who who that injury sounds worse than it was originally presented. But we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, Harry Kane. He's the only person on my shit list. He's sitting there on his own, <laughs> lapping it up as all the southerners just go ah to him. How about you, mate? Let's let's heal. Let, let's let, this is 
this is where the popcorn comes out. Everyone can sit back, relax, and listen to State um, in an angry manner. Casper Schmeichel on the <laughs> shit list still. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, just, where's the where's the clean sheets? I mean, what, what's going on? I mean, maybe his hand injury might be a good thing for me because it just means I won't get pissed off with him for not keeping another clean sheet. But like I said earlier, you know, when Lister, when if, if he doesn't start this next game against Newcastle, guarantee Leicester clean sheet, guys, guarantee it. And when that happens, the whole Leicester, the whole city of Leicester will be on my shit list next week. That's for sure. If that happens, that that so, is yeah. the law of the sod, mate. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there'll be some big problems there. There might be some things getting smashed. You know, it could it could be costly. So so yeah, Cashfish Michael, you're on my shit list as well. So there you go. Just, Happy days. Well done. Keep on it. Other people on my shit list. Well, Raul Jimenez, you, you, you finally on there. I like the guy, you know, and everything, but, you know, they played Norwich and Burnley, beggar all against them in nil-nil draws. I didn't really expect him to get much against Liverpool, to be fair, but um, it's just not, it's not, it's not working, so not working. You know, you, Wolves, I know, they don't score that many goals, so I need to maybe just reconsider what I'm doing there, but yeah, he's, and the reason why he went on instead of Huang, because, well, Huang's not in my starting lineup, but he also picked up a needless yellow card as well. Bloody shocking behaviour, so he only got me one point this week. So yeah, him and you're on there, big time, son. Big time. Other people on there, Man City defense. You're on there. What are you doing, conceding to Billy Watford? What an absolute travesty! You call yourself professionals. Because I've got, you know, got a junior side here who could probably keep out Watford. Bloody shite. So yeah, there you go. Another, another, another beef there. Cost me some clean sheet bonus points. Which could have, you know, made a difference this week. Maybe could have made it close anyway. So yeah, Man City defenders, both you all on there. Not just the ones in my team. Everyone who played in that game for Man City, who was in in defence, meant to be stopping goals. Do your job properly next time. So yeah, they're on there. Cristiano Ronaldo, you're on there. Tell you what, it's no good just turning up every other every five weeks to score two goals and then pissing off again for the next five weeks, you know. And if you are going to do that, at least tell me when this is going to happen so I know which games to draft you in and which not to, okay? So 1-0 at home at Palace. I mean, come on. Yeah, shocking. I mean, that's serves me right because Man United are just fucking shithouses anyway, aren't they? So, you know, I don't, don't really, shouldn't really be picking anyone from Man United. But then again, you look at the run of fixtures coming up and it, it's hard to ignore them. But I, I feel maybe like it's like a bit of a Harry Kane thing, maybe just not quite as bad. So um, we'll, we'll find out whether Ronaldo's made it into the team for next week or whether he's been, whether he's been sold. We'll, we'll find out later. But yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. You fucking suspect, son. Suspect. All the way. So, yeah, that's it. That's my shit list. I'm sticking with that because I can't get too angry with certain other people. It's not their fault if they get injured. Mr. Corney. Man up, kid. That's all you need to do. Bloody injuries. Nice. Well, there's only one way to go now, and that's the opposite way. So, let's talk about our hit lists. Our hit lists, just like our shit lists, is a maximum of five players and we are basically trying to offer you some guidance in in regards to some FPL players that you may not be aware of 
that maybe you could bring into your team and can improve your team over this busy period. So, say, do you want to give us? Oh, I think there's been a oh, you bastard. I think Richardson scored. That is that is karma. Karma really does come. <laughs> come on, please, VAR. It does. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> and, and it and it stops you getting a clean sheet for for Ramsey's, yeah. Ramsdale, so that that's quite quietly satisfying. Um, so yeah, Charleston could be a good shout. To be fair, he's the first guy on my hit list as well as Charleston. So yeah, well, that is well, perfect timing. Good timing. There you go. Well, you know, I've been thinking. Look, he's he's sort of back fully fit now in with Charleston, and he's their good. He's their main man with Dominic Calvert Lewin not there. Um, and he and he does he does bits, does the guy? He does bits. So I think he's a someone. He's somebody that you know he's, he's classed as an out and out striker on the game. How he's classed as an out and out striker on this game, and most others not. I don't know, but you know we'll, we'll ignore that again. I don't want to get too much anger flowing through my bloodstream at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, Charlton could be a great shot because he's going to be the early catalyst there. He's the one who's going to score goals and stuff. And Everton's bad run will eventually come to an end, you know. And once they've got, I think they've got Chelsea coming up in a couple of weeks' time. But barring that, they've got some fixtures which you're thinking they can get something from. You know, they've got Palace next, draw specialists, but seem to concede goals. Then they've got Chelsea, so that'll be a tough one. But then they've got Leicester. They definitely concede goals. If Cashworth Michaels there in net, they're, they're conceding. They've got Burnley, they've got Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich. So they've got a run of games then where he could really sort of take some take something for you. So I think he could be somebody worth looking at. Um, the other guy worth looking at, just returning from injury, Patrick Bamford, the Leeds. He's massive for them. He's a huge player for them. He'd only played 20 minutes at the weekend, but he scored, you know. So he's he's already, you know, he's, he's already scored more goals than Harry Kane has this season. And guess what? He's missed the last 10 weeks as, as Bamford. So there you go. More Premier League goals than Harry Kane this season and played less he's played like five games. So there you go. Get get him get looking at him. Because if he if he's fit and fully fit again. He'll start doing things for Leeds. You know, he had a great season last year, got 17 goals, 11 assists. He'll do the same again for Leeds this year. You know, he'll score goals, he'll get assists from. He's a massive, massive player for them. He, he, he sort of leads from the front, his work rate and everything. And that sort of, as you can tell, that's, you know, Leeds have been struggling without him. And, um, the, you know, I think he, he'll he be someone to get on the hit list from the Northern team, in my opinion, because if, he if he's going to be fit and stay fit, He's going to start bagging the goals again. So Patrick Manford is one for for the hit list for those. Um, some people might want to wait wait one more week, just make sure he's fully fit. I'm not down with that. His his value will only go up. Get him playing because Leeds will be getting him playing. I guarantee that. So no point waiting. So yeah, was that. Um, in terms of areas to, to look at, I mean, your obvious ones, obviously, you've got to be looking at like Bernardo Silva at the moment in sort of a rich vein of form. If, to be fair, if you're late to the show, like I'm late to the show with him, he's probably going to stop scoring his goals and points now, but he's already got seven goals this season and, you know, he's only got two assists, but who cares? He's got seven goals in his midfield and he seems to be the first name on the team sheet at Man City this season. Um, last season, he was um, sort of... Well, 
I wouldn't say left left out in the cold too much because he he did he did still play plenty of minutes, but he didn't seem to be the the sort of go to guy last season like he like he had been a, a few years before. So this year, I think he's looking really sharp and he's getting on. He's getting he's getting goals. So definitely got to be be on there. It's an obvious one, I know, folks, but sometimes these these hit lists you, you are going to have some obvious ones on it. So Bernardo Silva. And I think most people are already doing that and getting on that that bandwagon. To be fair, but um, yeah, he's, he's a big big sign to to be having there. To be honest with you, and um, so so yeah, Bernardo, that's that's your one there. And then I think you're also be looking now. Um, you got to be sort of thinking about what's going to happen because everyone's got Mo Salah in the side, right? African Cup of Nations, you touched on it last week, Keith. So you've got to be now looking at some of your big, your big players. And I mean, I won't say I can't really, I won't go into too much. But you know, you look at someone like Son. He's cheaper than Salah, but he's scoring. He's you know he's you know no one's scoring the points at Salah, so you're not going to be able to replace him. But you've got to start looking at those January fixtures, which players are playing which teams. You know, there's there's only I think three three game weeks in January. To be, to be honest with you, because of the FA Cup weekend and stuff, but so you know, look at those big players. The, the big way, you, what you're going to do with that? You know, Man United have a good run of games coming up, and will Bruno Fernandez start coming to the floor? You know, he played obviously he scored against Arsenal. You know, will he start getting that bit more confidence again? And he could be somebody to start looking at. You know, checking his form out, keep an eye on him, get him on your hit on your on your sort of your watch list. And then look at someone like him, maybe bring in once Salah leaves the, the country for a few for a month. That's it. That's my me done on my hit list this week. Nice, lovely. Yeah, good. I thought there would be one extra person on the hit list. I was promised that there was someone, not an FPL player, that's going to be on State's hit list, but apparently not so. No, no, no. I forgot, okay, forgot about it. No, it's, it's, it's all right. Okay. Um, my co-host Heath has made it hey. into, my, into my hit list, folks. Um, I'll reason, allow it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, reason being, we we um we, we did as last week's podcast. We actually did it on the Thursday night, and Heath was a was a hero. Took on board my criticism before of prioritizing going out over our podcast. He, he took that on board really well, and he just straight after the podcast, he got it. He got it out there. You know, by the Friday, by the Friday, you know, before he managed to go out for his drinks, it was already out there. And I was very impressed with him. So he got to go on my go on my hit list for that reason. You know, so so I've gone, well, I've, I've gone from zero to hero. Beautiful. That's what I like definitely. to hear. And and yes. the way that. You forgot about it and I had to bring it up. Makes me look like a right prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least there's something good come out of that for me. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, um, okay, onto the onto the hit list for 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 my side. I've got like a couple of players. I'm gonna start with a Tottenham defender. So I'm not gonna take one specific one, but I've got now that Conte's come in and he looks like he's shored up that Spurs defence, I'm looking and seeing that some of these Spurs defenders are pretty cheap. Ben Davis, Eric Dyer. I think Davis is 4.4, Eric Dyer is 4.5. Now, I know that Reguillon and Emerson Royale are, are their kind of wing backs. So if you have got them, I doubt you'll probably go for Davis or Dyer. 
But if you haven't got the Royale or if you haven't got Reggie on and you can't afford and you're looking for something, you know, in the four to five million bracket, then maybe Davis and Dyer could be really good shouts. That is cheap, isn't it? Really cheap. I mean, like, let, let's let's not kid ourselves. Just because Tottenham have had a you know a pretty average season, the fact is that if Antonio Conte is like one of the best managers to ever manage in the Premier League, and this guy is is relentless with his defense, uh, defense, and he just knows how to keep clean sheets. Like when I saw it, I kind of got a bit carried away and thought, ah, oh, this is a great time now to have Kane and Son because Conte likes to get, uh, you know, got a bit carried away there. You got to remember the five at the back. The two wing backs become essential. I don't know what Reggion's in injury is, but I would assume that if he is out for a week or two, that Davis might be more the wing back. I don't know. I could be wrong. It could be Sessignon. But if I was to put money on it, I would assume it would be Ben Davis. But yeah, they're both cheap options if you're looking for that, really. And I think they're, they're very good differentials too. So another differential, very cheap option, 5 million, Armando Broca. At Southampton centre forward, this guy looks lively. I mean, his goal the other day, full of confidence. Only young, on loan from Chelsea, but this guy. I mean, I think he looks like that could be his level. Could be low Premiership because he's he's very young, and I'm sure maybe in in the future gets a bit more experience. Maybe he might push on to to bigger and better things. But at the moment, I can't see him really getting in Chelsea. I can imagine him probably getting signed by a a lower Premier League team or maybe going abroad, I don't know. But the fact is, I think he's, he. although he's, I think he's Portuguese, I could be wrong, but he's, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got, quite, I think a bit like Livermento that he's he's fairly, he, you know, kind of brought up in England. So he's... He's Albanian. Ah, okay. Where did I get Portuguese from? I don't know, but no, Albanian, but yeah. Okay, all right. Armando Brock, yeah, I mean, he is Albanian, so, <laughs> so he obviously, maybe that, maybe that's, yeah, all right, I've got to rethink how I pronounce his surname now, because it could be Broja, actually, so Man. that's something to learn from, from myself, it's, it's, it's good that I don't have a hobby as, as broadcasting a podcast. He, and he was actually from. born in, he was actually born in Slough, though. There you go, I knew, I knew he had an English-ness going through him. <laughs> England it's, to Albanian parents. Uh, yeah, so. my, my, my point was was that the fact is that when you are born over here there's a, and you support football, you know, you like football, there's a good chance you'd want to stay here. That's my point. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, I, I was actually, when I saw his goal the other day, I was just thinking, oh, do you know what? I'd love it if Watford had someone like him, someone that can pose in front of goal and can just take the chances when they come. But I haven't really seen too much of him you know away from highlight packages really if I'm being totally honest with you so that's something that I'll look into but he did look very lively first game back it, I, I think Che Adams has probably got that position nailed up front and it's either Broja or Broca or um, Armstrong one of those two will be kind of and I reckon that knowing who's house or who they'll probably rotate it between them two and Che Adams for that other striking position. So we'll 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 see. But he's five million. So even if he is rotated, you're not missing out on a lot of money. Another yeah. another cheap player. And again, not suggesting that these guys go into your first eleven. I'm just saying they're good. They're good ideas for your your squad. Maybe not so much your your starting eleven. Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa, who's only four and a half million midfielder. 
he, he was a bit unlucky not to score the other day against Leicester. I mean, the, the rules are the rules. I, I didn't really know the rules myself at the time when I saw it. I thought the goalkeeper, if they had two hands on it, then then it, you know, if if he didn't have, sorry, two hands, then it was it was fair game. But apparently, if it looks like he's got it under control, that also yeah. counts. So Ramsey's goal was rightfully ruled out, but he does look lively. It's just kind of like we were talking about, you know, young players coming through this season. He's probably one of the the main young players who who are getting a bit of a run. He he got a bit of a run under Dean Smith, but didn't often play 90 minute minutes and, and Gerard seems to like the look of him as well. So we'll see with him, but four and a half million midfielder. And when they're young, you never know. You never know. Like we've talked about it before with, with someone like Harry Kane, when he first came on the scene, four and a half million striker. No one had heard of him. You know, the fact is that he went on to, to is there another goal? Mary Gray has just scored a belter two one last 92nd minute. Everton. Yeah. Bastards. That, that, that's nice for my fantasy team. Oh, it's not not going to be enough, but um, it's it's making it a little bit closer. You know, we've we've got um, we've got it sort of to be competitive now. It's so funny because they've gone from being 16th in the league up to 12th. Um, yeah. so panic over Everton fans. You're okay. You you yeah. you'll, you'll be fine this season. You won't need to get big Sam in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. So um, yeah, I, I, yeah, Ramsey, Ramsey could be a really good fifth sub, and if the season continues and his form continues, then you never know. You never know. He could be a bargain. But you know, watch this space. I'm not telling you to bring him into the first first eleven, just to maybe bring him in as a fifth sub. You never know. Anyway, someone who could go into your eleven, Vladimir Sufal, West Ham's fullback. Now Ben Johnson was playing quite recently, but he came off injured against Chelsea the other day and Soufal was playing. I think that, I think Soufal, to be fair, has been playing for the last couple of weeks and Johnson was playing left back. And it looks like Soufal's got his place back in the team. Now Johnson's out. I think it's it's fair game. I think it's fair game to say that Soufal's got that spot back now. And he is one of those players that he gets forward you know, like it's, it's any any you know wing back really. You just if they're in a team who are scoring goals and there seems to be a good atmosphere in the in the you know in the ground and stuff, they're, they're fair game. I think that you, you got to kind of like think about it. I actually think Soufal might even be my transfer in this week. We'll see, but he he's that kind of player that gets assists. I, I think he got an assist this week, but the fact is that I think when he first came on the scene. Yeah. He was an, an absolute machine. If he shows anywhere near that type of form the rest of the season, then, yeah, West Ham will be laughing. So I think he's a good one to look out for. And the reason why he's been quiet, like I say, is because he's, he's he's had an injury and he's been struggling to get back into the team. Now he's back. Hopefully he'll, he'll score some big points. And and last but not least, probably one of the stars of the weekend, really, Jared Bowen, just, just kind of... Um, just been playing, he's been playing very well this season, but I think he was on my hit list before, but it was between him and Four Nows. And at one point I was I was saying like, well, Four Nows is the one that looks like he could be the constant point scorer. Well, it's kind of gone back the other way now. And Bowen looks like he's getting the points again. But they're both very good options. But I'll go Bowen because Bowen just has that air of determination in him where he doesn't seem to give up. 
the West Ham fans absolutely love him. Him and Antonio can do no wrong, really. And again, they're they're a team on full of there's there's a, like that really good feel good factor right now. You look at certain football teams, and it's a really good feel good factor at at West Ham. There's a yeah. really good feel good factor at Villa and and at Newcastle due to the new, the the new managers coming in, and you just kind of think. If you can jump on those and try and get the points while they're there, yeah. Yeah. then you never know because that those bounce that 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 feel good factor doesn't last long sometimes. If yeah. you know, get that little run done, get that little run together, and then all of a sudden you yeah, if you like you said you jump on that bandwagon and you you're in for a good you know get on it while it lasts because it doesn't last forever, does it? No, Just get on it while it lasts and you know try and reap the the rewards from 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 that. So yeah, big time. Yeah, definitely. And no, I think yeah. the pr- the problem with Bowen for me is that I want to get him in my team, but I don't know who to take out because I look at my midfield and I, I don't have, unless I, I took out Musa Sissoko, which would be travesty. I mean, he's a season keeper for me. I guarantee <laughs> two points. Just like Harry Kane, guarantee two points. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know who to take out, to be honest. So, like, my midfield is, is full of players that I can see scoring points apart from bless him Sissoko but again like I say he's my fifth midfielder so I don't know who, who to take out for Joe Bone so it's he's one player that I would like to bring in but I just don't know how to but anyway that's not that's not your problem that's my problem <laughs> if if you've got a spot in your midfield and you're looking say if you've got Rafinha he's got tough fixtures coming up etc then Bowie might not be a bad shout still pretty cheap I think he's six six something million yeah 6.4 million so it's pretty cheap yeah. You could you could swap someone like Rafinha uh, one for one, really. So that's my hit list this week. We've now done the shit list, the hit list. So we have to look at our mini league updates. Well, yeah. Well, well first of all, I'll just do a quick announcement. The November manager of the month was, was Mr. Mike Matthews with his team MM. He got 265 points for the, the month of November. So congrats to you. Nice. You win absolutely naff all. Barring a, a big shout out from us, so there you go. Which is well, is actually worth a lot, mate. It, it should be to be fair, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so he, he won it. He could be top. Um, Edison volleys, Mr. Sean Boyle. He came second with two five six. Summit there, um, there he got two five five. John Rogerson with Betty Swarks FC two four nine in fourth place. Um, myself with two three six came fifth. So that out of the top five there, basically. Heath, you did all right. You came eighth in, in this month. So good shout. You got over 200 points. Um, at the bottom, you know, is um, Samuel Diamond, 99 points for November with his team High Tech. He's had a sinker. Yeah, terrible. But yeah, so that, that was then anyway. So, but um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the, the table this week, obviously we've got um, still a, a game which is just coming to the end. But um, yeah, we've got our man at the top, John Rogerson, Betty Swalks FC. Um, he's, he's on 63 points as things stand at the moment. So, um, do, doing, doing, doing all right. And I think. At this moment in time, he appears to be the the top point scorer for this game week. Um, but um, that might that might sort of, sort of change as the the final sort of bonus points are coming in. Um, but yeah, he's still top nine five five, a decent sized lead. Summit Dave's moved up second on eight nine nine. 
Mike Matthews in third place, 897. Expected to lose by Jason Bay, 889. Simon Jones with Warbones, 884. And then myself in sixth place. I mean, I'm going to pick up another eight points here. So I'll be up to 870, I will be, after this game week. So I'm happy with that. Heath, you've obviously had, not had a bad week. So you've moved, you've moved up to, you've moved up a place and um, you've got some more points to come in still. So you, I don't think you'll move up another place into the top no. 10 just yet, but you're definitely, you're definitely closing in on it. To be fair, mate, you're picking up there. So a good week from you. Let's, if we go down to the bottom, yeah, our man Sam Diamond with 19 points this week with High Tech FC. But the, the, the low performer at the moment, El Badger Poopers, Nick Edwards, 16 points. But he has got Richarlison as captain, so he's going to pick up he's a few fine, points. Yeah. I, yeah, think, so I think that one, one mention here for Eddie Moran, Eddie went for <sighs> Aubameyang as captain, which is a big, big shout, and it unfortunately hasn't paid off for him. He was on the bench. On yeah. The bench. And he's missed a sitter. Yeah. So Eddie, if you're watching the game, you know don't break the CV over that because you've got Lucas Mora, which I think is a good shout. He was number oh, six yeah. on my hit list actually. So you've got you've got there before I have. So good work with that one. Not he's, so good with Aubameyang. He's big with the strikers. Aubameyang, Lukaku, and Kane up front. That's a big three up there. He's, he's, he's you know and he's and he's and he's a purely southern team. Is Eddie? Is Eddie? So you know, big hats off to you, mate. But um. You've got problems at the moment there. The gamble didn't pay off this week. Oh, sorry to hear that. But yeah, I mean, um, again, everyone, you know, with um, you know, the, the 24 team league, thanks again for everyone for, for offering and um, and getting involved. It's, it's, as always, we're, we're very happy about that. Like I said, there'll be a few league table updates. So if you're, on a, if you're, on a, if you're in the league, have a look at it again tomorrow. There'll be further updates from, from tonight's games as well. But um, another week over. In the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a North versus South score prediction. Any game that is a North or South team facing each other. State, have you got this week's results? Yeah. Yes, so I do indeed, my friend. Here we go. So obviously after tonight, tonight's game as well, um, we've we've got it all complete for the week. So obviously, yeah, North versus South game week. The first North versus South game was on Saturday uh, between Watford and Man City. Three-one Man City. Both me and you, he went from Man City, surprisingly, especially given you're a Watford fan. I think I gave you shit about that in last week's podcast, though. So mm. I won't do it again. But you were correct. So we're both correct there. Leeds Benford. Well, it ended up two all. And which one of us predicted the draw, Heath? I think you might have done actually, yeah. I did indeed, yeah. You you went you, Leeds. you went you went with the Leeds win. I went with the draw, so that's two one to me. Um, I picked that one right. Next game, Manu Palace, both went Man United for one nil. Spurs Norwich, we both went Spurs and won three nil. Then it was Villa Leicester. You went for the Villa win, I went for the draw. And Villa obviously won two one, so that then put makes us level again. And then Everton Arsenal today. Well, I think I've nailed it, haven't I? No, 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 no. Everton have won. I thought I put Everton to win. No, you, 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 you went Arsenal. Oh, you busted! I, I, I'm going to listen back to that because I <laughs> I'm guess, joking. I, you went for the draw, actually. I went Arsenal. You went for oh, the draw. Okay. Um, yeah, because I I remember saying something along the lines of I can imagine Everton getting something out of that, um, but yeah. yeah, I didn't expect the win. I guess. Nah, I went for Arsenal. You went for the draw. Um, so we're, we're all tied this week. 
but the, the the good thing is that you know it's I think it's you know the the northern teams have, have prevailed just about you know Man City won Man United won Everton won that's three wins for the north it's only Spurs and Leicester uh, Spurs and Villa winning for the south so three two there and, and a draw game between Leeds and Brentford so yeah well done the north team north <laughs> Nice. Well, I guess on a positive note for the South, at least I'm representing because that that's technically technically uh, still one nil because I, I think I won last week. So yes, you did win last week. So, so, uh, it's, so yeah. it's all right. It's Southern teams. At least I'm doing something for you, for the for the guys but, down here. I'm keeping morale it, up. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> def, de- you definitely are. And what we'll do is uh, just after we've done this final, after we've done the game week preview, we'll come back to the North and South score predictions and we'll do it for this weekend's up- upcoming fixtures then as well. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yes. But before we get to that stage, we have a scouted team this week. Heath has been he's been on he's been on the on the phone. He's been speaking to various different sources he's been watching games and um he's um he's he decided to, to travel to, to to villa park watch him um, he didn't actually go there but um he ended up watching the the villa team i believe this this way this weekend i've 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 kind of looked back at aston villa i did travel to villa park you were right i sat <laughs> on, I, I sat on my sofa stuck <laughs> on my ipad and put aston villa highlights for the last few few weeks now they it it's it's kind of one of those things where it's it it is like something in football that is it's hard to explain how a group of footballers exactly the same group of footballers can be can go from one extreme to another they look like they were going to lose most games and then in comes a new manager and as i say that that traditional new manager bounce comes about villa park was absolutely rocking the first game they played with the new manager steven gerrard against Brighton, what they did there, scoring a late winner or two late winners at the whole end, you know, Villa Park, getting the crowd going. I just don't think it gets any better than that. At the time, Brighton, a good form team as well. So I think if you're going to, you know, get that kind of feel-good factor around the ground, something like that in your first game, home game, you win the game and the fans are believing already. Now they've they've since then they've they've beaten Palace away. Again, Palace were a form team when they played them. They lost at home to City, but City are, are the form team really at the moment. Um and and they beat Leicester. And Leicester have always been since Rogers has been in, in charge, they've always been a hard team to beat. So that second half against City as well from Villa. Yeah, really yeah. I mean they, they they were probably unlucky not to to have got something out of that game. And I think, you know, the if that had gone on for a little bit longer, they might have done. So overall, you know, three wins out of four, they've gone from being, you know, vulnerable to relegation to looking at the table and potential pushing for for Europe. Because at the, at the moment, the league is so tight, that is quite conceivable for, for any of the teams, really. I, I looked at some of the individual players and I, I felt like, Previously, when I've scouted, I've scouted teams for this podcast. I've, I've felt it's a lot of people have fallen into the bucket. So just just to remind you guys, if you've not listened to this before, when we do a scouted team. We want to make it quite clear for you guys to understand why you're picking these players. So we have five different categories. We have good from afar, far from good, which is a good player but a low low FPL scorer. 
a differential, so someone who's underestimated and, and can score big points. A newcomer to the league, someone you might not be aware of. Set piece extraordinaire, someone who, who takes the free kicks, corners and penalties. And a captain fantastic. So imagine Villa are playing like Norwich. All the games have been called off because of, I don't know, the bad weather or something, but it's fine in, in Birmingham. And, and Villa are playing Norwich at home. Who would you captain out of that team? So I've gone for, to start off with, a good from a far, far from good, probably a little bit of a controversial one. I mean, I could have gone for Marvellous Nakamba, who has, has been t- like turned around by Gerard. Like he's, he's played, he's been unbelievable since he's, he's Gerard's come in. He, he's inspired. So I could have gone with him, but I chose not to. I went for a player that I thought would score more points than he has. And that's John McGinn, because John McGinn does score. He does get assists, but for a player of his calibre, and he does get forward and he does take set pieces. I, I, I kind of felt like he he's probably Villa's one of their best players. And he's probably one oh, of the yeah. be- better. He, he is a very good midfielder, don't get me wrong. Like, But the fact is that for FPL, he doesn't score anywhere near the amount of points he probably should and therefore wouldn't necessarily fall into someone's team. That could change. He, he might prove me wrong and he might go on a run of, goals and assists and stuff but I've never seen it and they've been the he's been that league what this is his third year I think the yeah. Villa have been in the Premier League with, yeah. with McGinn yeah, third season. Yeah. and he's been a key player all the way through those three years and yet I've never really thought do you know what I might bring him again and that's the reason why I think he, he falls into that category uh, so the next next one I'm going to go with differential now again slightly controversial but I don't think he is in a way is Emmy Martinez Last season, he was easily the best goalkeeper in, you know, points-wise and probably performance-wise in the Premier League. And, and Villa, like, like, basically snapped him up from Arsenal. It was a shock transfer for most who knew a lot, a lot about him as a goalkeeper. He was very good for Arsenal at the end of the season before. But anyway, he has... He's only 10 points off the top goal-scoring keeper at the moment. And it seems like he's having probably a very average season but the guy just makes a lot of saves and the fact is that that's where he cruises points because Villa have been much much better under Gerrard but they still concede a lot of chances and they don't look like they're going to keep a clean sheet so Martinez is is a differential for a reason now it's because he you know no one has really seen too much about Villa keeping clean sheets to think that they're going to bring him in and he's at the price that is difficult because he's 5.5 million. Villa have been nearer the bottom than the top this season. So I can understand why people haven't brought him in. But if Gerard has turned this team around, they have got a defence who have proven to keep clean sheets in the past. Martinez is a very good goalkeeper. We all know that by now. Therefore, he could potentially be not a bad shout going forward. But it's it, you never know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, they're very close to keeping a clean sheet against Palace the other week, but it didn't quite happen. And obviously they did keep a clean sheet against Brighton, but I think Brighton were the better team in that game. And I don't know how they didn't score in that game, to be fair. Anyway, the the next one, I've kind of already mentioned him, so I'm going to say it again, but newcomer, literally, Aston Villa do not have any genuine newcomers apart from the young players who are coming through. And Jacob Ramsey, I'm going to mention him again. 4.5 million, good fifth sub. That's all I'm going to say about him because I already mentioned him earlier on the podcast. 
And set piece extraordinaire. Well, this is again, this is why it's quite difficult. So Aston Villa are a very good team at the moment. They don't have huge amount of individuals and they don't have like one player taking their set pieces. So corners wise, you've got McGinn, Buendia, Luis, Bailey, if he's if he's fit, and even Ashley Young. And all of them will take potentially take free kicks. So Bailey and Young took the, the, the last couple, but Bailey's now injured. Young, I don't know if he's going to be playing regularly. That's that's one to look out for. He's he's obviously a defender. He has been pushed forward. So technically he could fall into the differential camp. But I think it's a bit early for me to be bigging him up because you know I think he did come on the other day at fullback. So and then penalties, El Ghazi would take the penalty. I think even from the championship coming up, if he's on the pitch, he takes the penalties. But if he's not, then Danny Ings and then Ollie Watkins. But again, Ings has been injured. El Ghazi's not getting the team. Watkins, at the moment, you would say would be their penalty taker until probably Ings is back. And then Captain Fantastic. Well, again, very tough. Can't really call it. But after looking at what I saw from Villa since Gerrard's come in, the one person who stood out is Ollie Watkins. The fact is he looks lively. He has scored a couple of goals. He's got the goal against Brighton, got the, the ball rolling for Gerrard, and he scored a great goal against, I think it was Man City, to, yeah. to pull goal back. The fact is, I don't think Watkins is an out-and-out goal scorer. I think he does score goals, but I think he is, he is someone who is more of a team player. I don't think he has that killer instinct like Danny Ings. So what I would say... Watch this space, Ollie Watkins for now. But when Danny Ings comes back, I'm pretty sure that he must absolutely love Gerard because he went to Liverpool. I think he's a Liverpool fan, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I think he was pretty gutted that he left Liverpool. But I think he was there when Gerard might have been coming to his end of his career. Could be wrong there. Don't quote me on that. But if Ings is fit, I can't imagine him not playing. And therefore, I would probably look, given his fantasy football stats from previous years, when he was at Southampton, like they were poor, but he was scoring every week. He's the kind of person that you want to be looking out. He's a bit like your Mikel Antonio, where you kind of say, mm, is he that good a player? But FPL wise, he scores a lot of goals and gets, you know, gets a lot of points. And when you score winning goals, Callum Wilson's another one. They're all good strikers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging them off. I'm just saying that they wouldn't probably get signed for the bigger teams nowadays. But in FPL, they're the main player in those teams and therefore they score points. So I'd say Ollie Watkins, if I was picking a captain fantastic now, and Danny Ings, when he comes back, I assume he will go straight into the starting lineup. And I assume that if Villa keep this form going, he will score plenty of goals. But we'll see. So that was Aston Villa. But overall, like I say, very, very tough FPL-wise to pick specific players because they are playing very well as a team. They're not keeping many clean sheets at the moment. And Consa scored two goals the other day. I'm not going to yeah. be picking him as, you know, I'm not going to get caught up with recency bias and all that because the guy doesn't score that often anyway. No, he doesn't. I think it's first, I think, well, I mean, that's his first goals of this season. I think he scored two goals last season as well. So it's, yeah, he's not a goal scoring centre out, put it that way. I'm not going to get caught up with that. But overall, Villa were, yeah, they're, they're a team to, to, to look out for, really. I guess in the next couple of weeks, you'll probably know more about them and maybe Gerard will be moulding the, 
the team into a certain way and you'll see the same players maybe coming up you know, in the goal scoring charts and maybe they might have start clean sheets. But we'll see. To give them a couple more weeks maybe and then start picking these players if, you, if you're interested. But that's Aston Villa. Good, mate. Very good. Good scouting. Now let's crack on with the next game week, game week 16, which... If you're going to listen to anything on this podcast, listen to this now, right? Game week 16, the deadline is Friday, the 10th of December at 6.30 because games are being played on Friday. Uh, in fact, just for one game, I thought there was two, but... Big game. Big game. It's a huge game. It's Brentford's game of the season, the game they couldn't wait. To be honest, I'm absolutely gutted that I couldn't get a ticket for this because Brentford away would have been great. Every time you get get a chance to go to a London away game, it's always good when you live in London. But yeah, not to be. But yeah, so state, do you want to tell me about these rage transfers, please? Yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> I can definitely tell you about my rage transfers. So <laughs> last week I um, did carry over my transfer because I knew I wanted to do something. Well, I just wasn't sure what that something was. I had an idea, but um. I ended up, yeah, I ended up earlier today just having an absolute meltdown and just basically got rid of four players. And, I've, yeah, so I've, I'm going to cost myself eight points before the, the, even the start of the game week. So that's wow. that's happened. That's wow. a fact. Talking about facts here, that is a fact. Okay? And so, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so basically... Um, my my team from the previous week was um, well, obviously as I mentioned him earlier. So I had, I had the likes of Ronaldo there and whatnot. Well, I've got rid of Ronaldo. Ronaldo's gone. He's left. Left the building. I know Manu have got a good run of fixtures, but sorry, he's costing too much money, and there's better things to do with it. Um, Huang's gone as well from Wolves, so I've got rid of two strikers straight away. Then in midfield, I've got rid of two midfielders. I'm now probably regretting getting rid of Damari Gray because he's gone and he just had a great and he just had a great day. <laughs> he's got he's got a goal and assist in the end. Two well, bonus points. Oh it's, mate. It's a harsh, harsh, harsh lesson, but you know, this is why you don't make transfers before the end of the game weeks, to be fair, sometimes. <laughs> um, so I've got I've got rid of um, of him. So yeah, that was that was another one who has gone, who's who's seen the end. And I've also got rid of Cornet as well. Cornet. Um, I know he's been doing well for Burnley, but it's not quite enough. And well, you'll know why because when I tell you what I brought in. So, but I've got rid of those four players now. So my, my starting lineup at the moment: Casper Schmeichel in net as always to, to get me one point, maybe two if I'm lucky. Back three of Diaz, Cancelo, and Alexander Arnold. Midfield: so we've got James Madison still in there. We've got Big Mo Salah still in there. Two new signings. Bernardo Silva and Diogo Yota, you both coming in. So definitely, you know, creating some some goal scoring midfielders in there. Although Yota is clearly a striker as well. And I'll I'll put money on that. Yota's actually going to be classed as a striker in next season's game. Put money on that right now. Okay. And you heard it here first. So that's that's them. And then my front three, I've still got Raul Jimenez in there. Patrick Bamford's coming in. And Timo Puke is it coming in as well? Oh, interesting. I like it. So, so yeah, so I've got, you know, with Banford coming back from injury, you know, he's there. So then it leaves on the bench. Norris in net as the keeper and never plays. Got um, 
Bubakara Sumari at Leicester. He didn't play against Villa the other day, so I don't know if he's played, but he'll be my first sub. Connor Cody, my second sub, because they're playing Man City away, so I'm not fancying Connor to get me a clean sheet bonus this week, so I'll put him on the bench. And then Mason Holgate is my third sub. Um, I do want to try and get it where I'm, I've got three subs who are actually all playing as well. As you know, it's always a good shout, which I know Heath's a bit a bit big advocate for. But yeah, so that's it. So um, I need to make a decision on my captain. Big Mo's obviously going to be a big contender for that because, well, he, he just always is. So it'll probably be, be him because why, why change? But I've got options now. You know, Yotta, Bernardo Silva, you know, all these options are, are there. You know, Trent, Cancelo, Madison even at home, Newcastle. So plenty of options there, but we're probably looking at Big Mo. But yeah, taking an eight-point hit for this, guys. So let's, fingers crossed. <laughs> Let, let me ask you a question. So was it the fact that you wanted all four or was it financially driven that you couldn't afford one to, you know what I mean, that you had to get rid of one to kind of be able to afford the others? Well, I really just, I needed, I wanted Bernardo and I wanted Yotter in. Those were the two I wanted in, right? And um, so I, I knew I, I needed to do that. I had to get rid of Ronaldo, which was, which I had no problem in. And I did want to get Bamford in. He's, he's been a guy that I've been thinking, wanted waiting for him to get back fit to get him in there so that actually just ended up being a, a nice nice to have and then I just thought well I need to get rid of Huang I think because I'm having two wolf strikers isn't exactly a good move tactically and they're good for uh, their good run of fixtures have kind of gone now right yeah, that's what exactly. you're for yeah, yeah. Exactly, and plus they're not they're not scoring that many goals even in those good runs. But you know they've got City next, then they've got Brighton, but then they've got Chelsea. So you know the, the, the sort of then they've got I think Arsenal and Manu. Um, so I think it's yeah probably a good time to to have that out and uh, for for the time being anyway. So yeah, fair enough, mate. Well, that definitely does adds an extra bit of spice this game week because mm. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really had a chance, proper chance to look at my transfers this week. So the one I was kind of like edging towards was Ivan Tony. I, I kept in my team all this time with the idea that I knew that they were playing Watford. And I was thinking he, like, I think Watford had played against Brentford a handful of times and he scored every time. I thought that's going to happen. He'll score. But unfortunately, looks like he's going to be out due to illness. So because of COVID. So I think the first thing that comes to mind is, apart from Mo Salah, who is the best player in the game at the moment, away from Salah? And it's, it's obviously Emmanuel Dennis. Signing of the season, without a doubt, three and a half million from Bruges. He's got to go in there. That can be a like-for-like like sub, no problem there. The rest of my team I'm pretty happy with. I mean, again... I've got I've, so okay. I, I'm thinking I want to somehow get Sufau in. So I'm thinking of buying the bullet with Lamptey and just saying to myself, Do you know what? You got that one wrong. Get rid of Lamptey because although he's very good, his stats look incredible. He's just at this very moment in time, it's a bad time to have him because I think he's just going to be coming on and off and he won't get 90 minutes. I don't even think sometimes he'll get 60. So He's too much of a risk at the moment. And Sufal, like I said earlier, I like him. He was in the beginning of the season and um, West Ham have been good. So the only other thing was I was thinking, because I got two free transfers, could I get an extra transfer in for Jared Bowen, be a bit more positive? 
And I was thinking, well, yeah, but do I really want to take a minus four hit? But given you've done a minus eight, that does make that decision even more harder because, you know, now I know that we're on that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I've got a bit of time to work that one out. I'm going to let the European get games come and go just in case there's any more in injuries. But yeah, at the moment, my team is as follows. Ramsell in goal, Southampton at home. I think that was that. I'm not I'm not assuming Arsenal at the moment in general will keep a clean sheet, but he's had a good season so far, so I'm happy with that. Then I've got Rudiger and James both playing leads at home. They'll both be in there. Hopefully they'll both start. Reguillon, I'm going to hold on to him just in case because he has been one of the stars of my season so far. Even if he's injured for a week or two, I think I'd still keep him. But if he is fit, they're playing Brighton away. Tough game, but... He's he's just such a good player. Maybe I might think about Emerson Royale. Who knows? Yeah. Then I've got Connor Gallagher playing Everton at home. Mason Mount, potential captain choice there, playing Leeds at home. That's that's a, that'll be a big shout. But I think at the moment I'm I'm looking at Sun as captain, even though they're playing Brighton at home. I, I'm under. I think that there's a bit of an injury crisis at Brighton this week. With a hand, well, there's about eight or nine different players injured from Brighton starting or maybe not from their starting lineup but from their squad so I think I think going with Sun given he's just got a goal and assist keeping with the form player maybe that'll probably be a you know common sense move Emil Smith-Rowe I assume he's just been rested or he might have a niggle and that'll be back for Southampton Antonio's back in the starting lineup playing Burnley away and like I say at the moment I've got Tony here but I'll be transferring him to Dennis and they've got Brentford away and Kane. I mean, he's holding on for dear life to this team because Lukaku's not got going yet. So once Lukaku starts playing 90 minutes and, and gets maybe his first goal, I'll, I'll then take out Kane. I'm hoping yeah. that that'll be next week, I'm hoping. So that leaves me with a bench of Foster, Cucurella, Lamptey and Sissoko. I could potentially bring in Sissoko for Kane, you know, just be oh, ballsy. God. Yeah. Do something. I mean, the guy, yeah, I'm, like I say, I'm getting more points from Sissoko than uh, McCain at the moment. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and if, like I say, if I, I was to make two transfers, Sufal will come in for Lamptey and I probably would start Sufal. Don't know who I would stop, uh, who I who would take out, but we'll find that out on um, next week. So definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'm, I have to be honest with you. There, there are two parts of me right now thinking, let's say, could I do free transfers, get it in there while you've made a minus eight? But there's another part of me that thinks, well, oh, that minus eight is going to be a juicy amount of points. This could be a chance for the big man to start getting enough, getting two, maybe if I can get two wins in a row, puts a bit of pressure on the Northern boys and yeah. maybe they might start losing their heads a little bit. Nah, they had, they had, they had, they had long moments gone. <laughs> but just nearly forgotten something this week's predictions the north versus south yes. result predictions okay we have so, we've got so we've got a few games on haven't we this week Oof. not as many as usual but um what we've got so it's all starting up on the saturday isn't it then so we've got chelsea leeds as the first one yeah i'll go for chelsea home win yeah, I'm going to go for a home win as well. So, yeah, two home wins there. Then we've got Liverpool-Villa. 
Go on, mate. What are you thinking? I think Liverpool will win. I mean, Liverpool will occasionally slip up at home, but I don't think they will at the moment. They're scoring too many goals. Gerard going back to Anfield, though, it could, could be tasty. But now nah, I'm, I'm, I've got to go with Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to completely go against... I've been raving about Aston Villa all podcasts. I'm going to go against them. Liverpool, easy win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, then on to Sunday, we've got Burnley-West Ham. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Do you know, I'll, I'll go for a draw. I'll go for an entertaining draw. Yeah, OK. So you're going for the draw. I'm going to go for the way with that. I think West Ham are scoring goals at the moment. Burnley is struggling to score goals. And if, and if Cornetto's out injured, then they're, they're, I think they're in even more trouble. So, yeah, I'm going for the I'm going for the, the, the away win. Yeah, fair enough. And then Palace-Everton. Oh, go on, mate. What are you thinking? Oh, I mean, you know, Everton got a good win today, but I mean, Palace are, I mean, Palace have proven difficult side to beat. You know, United struggled to get by them yesterday, didn't they? As well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm Palace are drawing a lot of games actually, so I'm gonna go with a draw, yeah, a score draw. Fair enough. I'm gonna go with a Crystal Palace win. Yeah. Okay, no, that's fine. Okay, good, good, good thinking. Good thinking. So, so yeah, we've both gone for Chelsea and Liverpool, which you probably expect. But then Burnley, West Ham, Palace, Everton, we've gone for different stuff. So, um, yeah, I think um, that's as that's as far for this week for the North versus South um, side of things because the rest are all your southern teams. We've got Brentford, Watford, South East and South, City Wolves, North versus North, Arsenal, Southampton, South South. Norwich, Man U, North North, and Brighton, Spurs, also an all South game, and, and Leicester, Newcastle, an all Northern based game. So, yeah, yeah um, not as many North versus South fixtures this week, but um, yeah, still four and four juicy ones for us to go at. So, yeah, all, all listed and see if um, State can finally get a win in the, in the prediction. Yeah, nice, lovely stuff. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, as usual. And yes. We've got through quite a lot. No quiz this week, as we mentioned earlier, but there'll be one coming very, very soon. So just to remind you guys, um, if you want to get in contact with us, our Twitter handles, mine, Heath, is at FPL underscore Southerner and States is at FPL underscore Northerner. So if you want to get in contact with us, please follow us, talk to us, tell us stuff, DM us, whatever you want to do. And if you ever want to mention the podcast, just put the hashtag as NVS. That would be great. So we know that people are talking about this. But yeah, from me, it is a, a very happy goodbye and state. It could have been worse. You know, Demario Gray has helped me out a little bit this afternoon, this evening to make my score a bit more, you know, respectable. I think Turn I've, that frown upside down. I got, I've gone above the average score anyway. That, that's a, that's a good, a good point. And then, um, you know, it keeps me doing all right in six tight sixth place in the in the North versus South League. So yeah, yeah, nice, excellent, mate. All right, well, take care and uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Have a good game week. Enjoy. Enjoy.